Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news. You are a superhero of love. And through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you, I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. So today, um, I am going to feature another Love Forward Talk. I'm featuring um, a different Love Forward Talk every few weeks. What's a Love Forward Talk, you might ask? A Love Forward Talk is a 10 to 15 minute, 10 to 20 minute, I should say, talk that is all about something or someone that has changed our hearts for the better, helped us either open our heart, empower our heart, soften our heart. So I created this event last year in 2018, and the first Love Forward Talks event happened on November 11th, 2018. And I've shared a couple of them so far in this podcast, and you can go back and see, for instance, Chick McClure's Love Forward Talk that was just featured a few weeks ago. And and Jan Casebolt's talk that was featured at the beginning of April, because April 2019, which we are still in April as I'm recording this, um, is Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. And Jan was miraculously healed of sarcoidosis, which is considered to be an incurable disease, only a manageable disease, but she was cured of it. So if you know of anybody with sarcoidosis, which is a disease that hit a lot of 9-11 rescue workers, first responders, um, she gave a love forward talk, a beautiful love forward talk, and we featured that um, at the beginning of April, and chicks, and then more are to come. And today I'm going to feature my talk that just gives a little brief overview of of my book, an introduction to my book, a little background that some stuff that's not even included in the book is included in this talk. But um, the bottom line is, if you don't, if you haven't read my book yet, hopefully this will entice you to either want to read the book yourself or or uh, get it for somebody that has a heart that could use some healing, opening, softening, empowering. So I hope you enjoy this. And uh, next week, an exciting guest will be featured. So um, see you next week. Until then, here's my love forward talk from 11-11-18. Thanks for coming, superheroes. today at the first ever Love Forward Talks because I had a very bad breakup (laughs) and that breakup led me on a journey that led me to write the book Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and then go save the world. So 
So how bad a breakup could it possibly have been if we're all gathered here together in the name of love? I agree. You're right. And it was bad. <laughs> I'm usually the eat ice cream, gain weight kind of breakup girl. But I didn't want ice cream, and I actually lost weight. So um, that's how bad it was. I felt actually like I was on fire. I was a hot mess. I would have an image of myself running around an empty football field in the dark of night with nothing and no one to help me douse the flames. I felt disempowered and powerless. At this moment in my life, I was either full of rageful flames or enveloped by smoldering sadness. Either way, I was on fire. Around this time, I pretty much conducted my life from my bed um, with my lover, Cary Grant. <laughs> I watched so many Cary Grant movies, I pretty much had them all memorized. And he was the only thing that put a salve on my soul at that moment in my life. He was, in fact, better than ice cream. Uh, but soon after I started this Cary Grant movie-thon, I realized that I needed to bust a move. And I made myself commit to saying yes to every single invitation to leave my house. And I did. I said yes to every single invitation to go out. So I would rush out of my house, fulfill that social <laughs> obligation, and then rush back to my sweet, dear Carrie. And... It was on one of these self-imposed obligatory trips that I was walking down the street here in Old Town, Pasadena. And I looked up when I was walking toward my destination, and I saw a couple across the street. And in the moment that I looked up to this couple, they did this very beautiful thing. The man twirled his love around, pulled her toward him, and dipped her, and then kissed her. And this is a move that the man I refer to in my book as Mr. X used to do with me all the time. And he did it one very dramatic time in a hallway at the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas, and he punctuated that one by asking me, will you marry me? So what do you think I was thinking when I saw this couple across the street? <laughs> I was thinking... I wonder what lies he's telling her. <laughs> Mr. X lied. He lied a lot. He lied about little things. He lied about big things. And I didn't see any of it. I loved him. So I twisted my brain into a pretzel to have the lies make sense over and over and over again until they no longer made sense. And the avalanche of lies came tumbling down, and I landed sitting in a pile of debris, wondering, what the hell got me here? When I met Mr. X, I felt like I was pretty much a relationship ninja. I felt like I had it wired, like my heart was squeaky clean, and I was ready for love. But there were dark shadowy places in my heart that I had shoved some pieces of myself. There were things that I, 
I'm not done looking at that. Please let that be healed. I just don't want to see it anymore. I just didn't want to see those pieces of myself anymore, let alone love them. And I definitely didn't want Mr. X to see them. So... I, I just didn't want him to see specifically the five-year-old who, when her parents got separated, started emotional eating. I didn't want him to see the seven-year-old who, when her parents got divorced, felt like she wasn't good enough. I didn't want him to see the 11-year-old who, when her father moved 3,000 miles away, she felt unlovable. I didn't want him to see any of that. And he didn't want me to see any of his dark, shadowy places either. So we were actually a match made in heaven. When I saw that couple across the street, something shifted in me and a new fire started burning inside of me. I was on a mission to get to the bottom of whatever got me here. I was on a mission to come out the other side more powerful than ever before. So I got to work. I got into my toolbox, the things that had been working for decades, started working on those things. And I discovered more powerful tools that I mention in my book that helped me uncover the subconscious debris that was stopping me from loving and being loved. And I... realized that that five-year-old and that seven-year-old and that 11-year-old are here to stay. They're here for me to love. They're here for me to nurture. And they're here for me and only me to bring out of the dark, shadowy places and into the light. Only I could do that. I had a new vision around this time. And this vision, back in that dark football field, alone, in the dark of night. But this time, the pop of a field light. And I feel the presence of a powerful woman to my right. And she invites me to stand up. And I do. And I stand toe-to-toe with her. And I look in her eyes. And I see her, and know her for what she is. She is a superhero of love. And even better than that, I know that she's the superhero of love inside me. And best of all, I got that we are all superheroes of love. You're a superhero of love. You're a superhero of love. (laughs) We're all superheroes of love. I invite you to look to your left and right. Look around the room. Every single one of us. I love it that you're following my directions. (laughs) (laughs) And we're at this time in our lives, right? We're at this special juncture where we all have to step into being superheroes of love more than ever before. When I was submitting my book to publishers, it was about the time when our country was more visibly divided. And the subtitle to the book, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World, took on a new meaning. 
We all have to step into our superheroes of love, and we all have to take every opportunity to love it forward. So the title of these Love Forward Talks is Thanks, Love, Giving. And we're here to investigate how can we bring more love into these divided times? How can we bring love into our communities, into our daily lives, into our families, into our workplaces? How can we bring more love into the holidays? Veterans Day, happy Veterans Day. How can we bring more love into Christmas, into Thanksgiving? Thanks, love, giving. So we have six extraordinary speakers here today, and they are all in the business of being superheroes of love. They are here to spark your hearts. This is what they do. They spark what I call the mighty flame inside all of us, the source of the divine, the source of the source of the source of love inside all of us. So I invite you to open your hearts and let them spark your heart. I invite you to listen to them with love in your heart. See them with love. Listen to them with love. Hear them with love. It will affect how they speak. And it will affect how you listen. And it will give us all a really good chance of walking out of here and loving it forward. Thank you. Enjoy. Thanks for coming, superheroes. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast if you like it and pass on the word. The more superheroes of love, the better. Thanks for coming. Have a great day, superhero.